Well, gentlemen, um, self-hosted is out, and um, you guys are both here with me. Uh, we've got a few extra guests. Chris, would you mind um, going doing a roundtable? First of all, thank you, Brent, for hosting us. Uh, yeah, Chris, me, I'm here. Alex is here. Wes is here. Hi. Hello. Hi. We have some folks in the mumble room here to ask questions, and of course, Mr. Cheese Bacon hey, hey. is all gathered together. We're celebrating uh, this this mo- monumentous a, moment. Brought a plate of cheese to celebrate. It's a totally full house. And uh, so I was just interested in asking a few questions because uh, I want to know more about self-hosted. So, uh, gentlemen, Alex, um, you and I just had a brunch with Brent that was released. Um, but there's so much more to you that uh, makes me wonder what is going on in that mind of yours. You're, you're such an interesting guy. And I know you and Chris get into a room and a whole bunch of stuff happens. So um, tell me a little bit about uh, how this idea came to be. And I know you've been working on it for months and months, but why release now? Why is it coming out now? Why does that feel like the right time? Jeez, uh, I don't know. Like, it just feels like a a good time, really. Um, There's a lot of stuff happening in the media with privacy implications of cloud services and stuff like that. And I think it's important at this point to denote what I mean when I say cloud services. Um, I don't mean that you shouldn't host stuff in AWS or DigitalOcean or Linode or any of these other places. I mean that you're relying on a software as a service type um, business model. So a good example would be something like a thermostat, a Nest thermostat maybe. You buy a piece of hardware that is subsidized by the data that it collects. And then that company can turn around and do whatever they want with it and and you know, in, in the case of Nest, for example, they've just gone back on this if this then that uh promise that was on the box when I bought the thermostat not even six months ago. Uh and now none of my if this then that integrations are gonna work on a product that I bought based off of that. So for me there's been a few, you know, alarm bells this year. But the 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 main thing that kind of led to this happening now was in January. I was chatting with my buddy Cheese, who I met at Texas Linux Fest last year with, uh, along with Chris. And we were just talking and he said, oh, hey, you know, I, I know you do Linux Server IO stuff and write blog posts over there. Why don't you consider submitting a, a talk to Linux Fest Northwest? Because at that point, I'd just done a project of making some smart LEDs that were running off of Home Assistant controlled by MQTT. And he was like, oh, this is super cool. You need to share this with other people. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll I'll try and give a talk. Because I've never really done much in the way of public speaking. Uh, and then that talk uh, was in April, I think. And so we flew out to Seattle. I met uh, Chris again properly. Uh, we went to the studio for the first time, my wife and I. And, you know, I've, I've been a JB listener for six plus years at this point so for me it was semi-religious going to the uh it was like going to mecca or something i suppose um and then you know i gave the talk and the room was absolutely packed and chris and i just sort of got talking after that and uh i came to him with this this idea of well why don't we make this into a show and that's kind of how it got started right chris yeah you came with a really really solid concept and idea it was impossible for me to say no, basically, because you really had something that was pretty well thought out. And you, you hit something at just the right time. I had just 
been really observing improvement in all of the free software solutions to do these things around the house or around your business network. Small little projects to enterprise-grade things that are now accessible to everyday people. It was like this revelation after revelation that I've been going through for the last nine months. With even recently losing control of one of my smart devices and coming up with a way to regain control using Home Assistant and just moment after moment of realization. And so when you came with that pretty solid proposal, it felt like it was perfect timing to me. Yeah. And one of the other things I've been doing for several years is writing a, a blog series on Linux server called The Perfect Media Server. And for me, the quest to uh, build the perfect media server has been almost an obsession, an unhealthy one maybe for seven or eight years or so. And there's been a lot of people that have helped me along the way, you know, get the knowledge I needed to make that happen. And I know that when I was starting out, one of the hardest things was cutting through the noise. And, you know, you post on a blog, uh, you post on a forum, sorry. And, you know, you have to hope that some knowledgeable person comes along and tells you, you know, let's say you want to do some backups or something like that. You know, you can do some Googling and somebody will tell you, use Borg, use Duplicati, use Duplicasi, use Rsync, you know, use BitTorrent Sync, you know, as a new, newer type user who can use Linux, I don't really know enough to figure out how to pick one of those options. And one of the real goals of self-hosted as a show is to talk through those experiences, why I selected Duplicati, for example, as my personal backup solution. And hopefully we can then build a dialogue with the community that will allow us to maybe improve our own setups a little bit, but ultimately bring in a whole swathe of new users and just enable more people to go through this amazing journey that I've I've been on. You know, one thing I really appreciate about any resource is the ability to distill information um, because it's easy to go find a sea of information. You know, that's sort of what the internet is very good at. But to take that information and distill it into something that's approachable both for new users, someone like me who has toyed with stuff, but um, I would say that has been my main challenge was just the, the fear of diving in without having that information distilled, but also for users who are more experienced, uh, who can still get something out of what you guys are discussing, because you, you touch on the whole range from the conversations that, that we've been sharing over those, this last week at the JP Sprint. It just feels like you guys have this really nice perspective of both, uh, starting out and also being an expert and everything in between and, and the openness that comes with being willing to hear the community and take even more information um, from them as well. So I find you, you're keeping your ears open while still saying, no, 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 I've tried this. This is the direction you should go. Um, that's where I think this show for me and for many people will really go a long way. As part of the uh, Linux server community, we have a very active discord. Um, I also browse Reddit an awful lot, probably too much, but there you go. Um, and in there, I see a lot of people asking the same sorts of questions over and over and over again. So we're going to use those repetitive questions of which hardware should I buy, uh, you know, and, and just basic stuff that's, you know, I don't want to say obvious, but after you've been doing it for a while, you just have a bunch of answers you can roll off the cuff to say to people, you know, if someone says to me, which brand of hard drive is best, I'll be like, well, it depends. 
and then you can get into this whole conversation, which could get really complex. But I have reasons why I suggest the things that I do, and I just love to share those with everybody. Now, something else, too, that uh, my eyes have been open to, part of the show will be my journey of learning these things, is I always imagine if you were going to build your own smart devices, it would just be super expensive. But Alex, you made these really cool on-air signs for the crew that are just a few bucks in parts. Oh, man, we love them. Oh, good. I'm glad you do. So inside them is just an ESP8266 Node MCU module. Um, And this is actually using all of the same technology that was in that first LED strip post that I wrote back in January or February that formed the Linux Fest Northwest talk. Uh, and in there, there's, you know, I've I've modified it to run off um, 5 volts. I've modified the circuit to run off 5 volts instead of 12. So that means you can power it from any USB power source. Um, and then because the Node MCU inside supports Wi-Fi, you can connect that up to Home Assistant and use MQTT to send messages around in order to control the color, the brightness, turn it off and on, do all sorts of fun stuff, which... You know, if you were going to buy a product like this off the shelf, it would probably cost you at least a hundred bucks. And this thing, I think, all all told, probably cost me around about fifteen to twenty per unit to make. So, yeah, it's it's just for the for the amount of money that you can spend to buy a commercial product. As a maker type guy, like I love drone racing, so I love building my own drones. I love three D printing, so I love making my own and designing my own stuff. I love woodworking. I just see Linux as another way of an, another extension of just creating stuff. So I hope I can help other people do the same. That's the core spirit of the show right there. You know, Alex, you showed me these in person, these on air signs. Um and and you 3D printed them as well. They look really cool. Um, but one thing I was really fascinated by was I, I was kind of joking and I said, oh, well, so you can have these turn on, you know, for everybody at the same time when Linux Unplugged comes online, right? And you said, yeah, absolutely. We could totally program that in if you really wanted to. Um, so it sounds like even though these are relatively inexpensive and accessible parts, that they're also really versatile. Can you, can you talk a little bit more about that and because that seems to me like uh, as far as the show goes that's sort of the spirit as well as really versatile solutions well the beauty of putting together your own solution is you can choose the bits that you like and the bits that you don't whereas if you're buying an off-the-shelf product someone else has already made those decisions for you and so one of the things that i really love genuinely about making stuff is making those decisions sometimes i'll get it wrong and that's fine but I made that decision. It's my fault. It's not some person in Silicon Valley who I'm never going to meet making that decision for me. Well, one of the advantages as well is you can plan the decisions and when they shift, right? You were just talking about, um, you know, a product you purchased that lasted six months before someone else made the decision to change its functions. But at least you can plan some succession in a way uh, and not lose functionality when you most need it, right? Longevity is an important consideration in any of this, yeah. Um, I think more important than that is the empowerment that it enables other people to feel, you know. Um, Because I've learned these skills over the last few years, I am more employable. I feel better in myself. I feel more confident as a human being and more functional in society. And, you know, the fact that it saves me money along along the way as well is just a nice added bonus. 
you know, Alex, you're nailing it. Like in the um, brunch with Brent that we just did, that you can check out, um, extras.show, you were talking about how Jupiter Broadcasting and connecting with some of the shows here um, really made you more employable and more confident. And here you are giving right back to the community again. Um, That must feel really good for you. Yeah, it does. Uh, As I said in the uh, the interview, there's been a couple of key people who have helped me along the way, one of whom uh, told me, you know, what do you, I, I basically asked him, what do you want in payment for helping me out so much? And he said, nothing, just pay it forward one day when, when you're, when you've, when you've learned the stuff that I'm teaching you, just pay it forward to other people. So yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of what drives me really. And Chris, you're paying it forward as well. You're kind of bringing in someone who um, has some experience uh, that's doing some really cool stuff and mix that with, you know, your experience. um, And also, I know there's been lots of discussions. Wes, you're here too. And I'm sure you might um, make it onto the show. Chris, how does it feel to just have this great crew um, surrounding the show and making it really possible? A little unbelievable, just because Alex is, uh, he's a great, he's a great get really for the network because his day job is really in the middle of this stuff. He lives in the world of people that have on-premises solutions and have multi-cloud solutions and have a lot of things they have to consider. And he works for a really relevant company in the field, Red Hat. Um, He just hasn't really done a podcast before. And well, we have a whole pipeline for that and we have editors. And so it's such a great fit. But more than that, like it, it seems like when Alex is hanging out here in the studio with us, it feels like we've been hanging out for years you know, it, it's and it's so weird to think just a couple of years ago, you're, you're over there in London, you've got no concept of being over here. You may be listening to the shows by then, but fast forward just a little bit. And we've just had so many opportunities to be together in the last couple of years that it just seems like it's been the same old thing for years now. Like we're years into something. And maybe we are. I guess we're a couple of years into into knowing each other now. Yeah, we've been texting each other on Telegram a little bit here and there. Like, we've got some stuff in common, you and I. You know, we both drive the same car, for example. <laughs> yeah, so we both have a habit for drones as well. <laughs> you tend to do the same road trips, too, it sounds like. Yeah, we both enjoy a good road trip. That is definitely true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really grateful that it worked out because it's, it's a, getting the right host is a tricky thing. And, um, Alex has the enthusiasm for this too. Like this is what he spends his downtime doing. He's, you know, a lot of times after LUP, if you're here for the live show, you'll hear Alex, he's flipping on the 3d printer and he's yeah. working on something else. You and... just can't fake that, you know? <laughs> no, no I, I saw him tweet. What is it? Yesterday you tweeted, you completely dis- disassembled your ThinkPad, And I'm like, Oh, come on, Alex, <laughs> come on now. Yeah. My wife has an X240, which has the God awful single trackpad button combo thing. And it's been on my to-do list for about two years. And I finally got to it and thought, right, I'm going to replace the top case on this thing. And it took me an hour. It was just like, you know, getting back on a horse. Uh, it was, it reminded me a lot of the MacBooks from the similar era when I used to repair those. It was, it was great. I put on some metal. In fact, no, Cheese recommended me some, can you remember the name, Cheese? Uh, I believe it was Thievery Corporation. That was it. Yeah. Some really kind of funky sitar kind of weird it was great. It was perfect. Just what I wanted. Now I want to hear it. I want it. I'll have to link <laughs> me up. Um, yeah. And so really, Alex, we just over the last couple of years have been looking at ways to work together. You've been joining us more and more on Unplugged because uh, often you have some something to contribute to the conversation. And so uh, we, in that sense, you've had a chance to sort of get your podcast practice. So that's worked really well. And 
then we just took our time and I feel like we've measured twice and we've cut once with this one, which sometimes we, we do something random like the Friday stream and we just go with it. And sometimes we're very deliberate. And this is the one where we were very deliberate. The only downside for me to this whole situation, uh, and it's, a, it's, it's a bit bittersweet, but the, uh, the Linux server team, like I've not been able to spend as much time over there for the last few months as I have previously. And I do feel a bit bad about that, but I do see the two projects as being a bit complementary to each other. You know, um, the Linux server team are looking for people to help contribute, maintain the Docker containers that they write, write documentation, be a moderator in the discord, you know, stuff like that. So if that's you, if you have an interest in that kind of thing, um, I would absolutely love it if you could just join the Linux server discord, ping me, ping any of the other team members and, you know, just try and give back a little to the community. That would be that would be superb. I guess we should probably mention the website, selfhosted.show. There's a, there's a contact form over there. There's a Twitter account at selfhostedshow. There's a hashtag where you can send us questions, uh, hashtag AskSSH. Help us come up with the S. That's something we actually haven't solved yet is what that extra S is. Yeah, Elle was in the studio with us as part of the sprint, and she was like, well, because we were going to do the, has- the hashtag AskSH, and we were like, oh, it doesn't quite roll off the tongue properly right so l just i think just made it up so oh make it ssh ask ssh and we're like that's it we need to do that now we just have to backronym it (laughs) that's all we know what the other s stands for wink wink we just need the audience to tell us what it stands for yeah (laughs) we've got to figure it out see if they can guess it Mm, yes Mm -hmm. democracy the winner gets a free (laughs) t-shirt a t-shirt designed by you right alex wasn't that the plan yeah, with a Sharpie and a white pen. <laughs> Can you um, 3D print the t-shirt for our, our audience member? That would be great. Uh, y- you can actually 3D print fabric. So I'm, I'm going to say no, but I don't think it's impossible. You know, this that's such a perfect answer from you, because I feel like y- you always dig into all these like tinkering projects, and yet you're so just nonchalant about it. You're just like, well, you know, I, <laughs> I may have done this thing previously, and I may know all these things. So I think the, the breadth of your knowledge and curiosity and um, somehow your fearlessness is uh, such a gift. And I, I can't wait to hear more about it on self-hosted and uh, see what you guys come up with. Um, I know there's a lot of cool stuff coming down through the pipes and um, yeah, go, go check it out. Thank you, Brent. Including we should mention there's some more brunch with Brent in the pipeline too. Oh boy. So if you like your, if you like those conversations, it can be there. So September 12th, we should mention September 12th is the launch date. Self-hosted show. 